Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen. Hi, everybody, and thanks so much for that introduction. Uh, Leslie is one of our teammates and a valued person in our community. We love her dearly. You'll get to know her more in the future days. I'm here along with my uh, co-conspirators, Karan Boston, Mal Manessis. My name is Chuck Allen. All three of us are pastors, and we have a voice that we believe uh, might be able to speak as a voice of reason in the middle of the chaos in America today, this podcast launching today is entitled Race Forward, God in Race Relations. We do believe at the heart of all bigotry, at the heart of all racism, the issue is sin. But we also know that we have to deal with a really complex world and the complexity of the great diversity of the American landscape. So with that in mind, let's dig into a deep part of the segment and find out, uh, Mauricio, do you think macaroni and cheese is a side item or is it an entree? I'm going to answer with another question. What is macaroni and cheese? Clearly the, <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly the Latino guy in the room is not digging on the macaroni and cheese. I'm from the deep south and I can turn <laughs> macaroni and cheese into a full size plate. But my favorite way to have macaroni and cheese is lobster macaroni and cheese, mm. which will bless your situation. Karan, is it a uh, is it a side or is it a uh, entree? Let me tell you what: in the African American culture, macaroni oh, cheese is indeed a staple for a cookout, for Christmas, for Thanksgiving. But it is a side dish, and you don't put lobster in it. You don't put ham in it. You eat the macaroni and the cheese the way it was prepared. Like it's I said, side. folks, we are here to tackle difficult items. So <laughs> let's get a little more serious and talk about pasta salad. So, Karan, uh, are you a pasta salad guy? And if you are, is it an entree or a side? I'm not even going to lie. I do not seek out pasta salad. But if I'm going to eat pasta salad, it's probably going to be a little spoonful on the side of the dish. Oh, Fried chicken probably going to be on the entree or some steak or whatever. All right, Mal, help me out here. Latinos, you're all digging the uh, pasta salad or no? I'm going to say that's a no-no. Golly. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, for yeah. sure we were going to crack some wide case here, oh. and it would be awesome. Salad so, is green and red, man. No, yeah, considering man. that we didn't tackle anything in this first segment that mattered to anybody, let's jump into it. This uh, podcast, folks, is designed to bring a voice of reason into the challenge of race relations in America. And let's face it, it doesn't matter what part of America you live in, racism is alive and well. Now, I think all of us on here, both our hosts and the guests that join us, would start off by saying we recognize that we've come so far. It's not 1967 anymore. But what I have likened that to is, you know, the church isn't like 1967 anymore either. But the message for the church is you have to keep going. I would argue that uh, in, in the spirit of what we're trying to confront in racism in America today is why would we stop? 
when we've come so far, don't stop now. And whatever we do, let's don't digress. And if we're going to be faced with that, then let our voices be loud, let them be clear, and let them count for something. So let's jump out and get out into the middle of it because we've done three or four weeks on uh, video. Today's our real first podcast recording. Karan, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are when it comes to uh, protests. I mean, and I'm going to put all these, although they're not equal, I'm going to put them all in the same basket for you to deal with. Protests, riots, looting, and then if you don't mind, Black Lives Matter. How do those components, because I think a lot of Americans just lump them together. Uh, I see them as four uniquely different elements, but maybe you want to tackle a little bit and then uh, just get us started and uh, riff on that just a minute. Yeah, for sure. And and Chuck, I think you're right to see them all as four different components, because uh, I think the the mistake would be for someone to see something like rioting and looting happen and say protests are bad. And so uh, what I mean by that is protests have been a part of the American uh, history forever, man. Like when we want to get something done and it's not being done, you typically will see some form of protest happen from that. For example, not long ago, people were out there protesting because they wanted to get their hair cut. Uh, way, way different conversation. But the the whole point is when you want to use your freedom of speech in a nonviolent way, you do a protest to gain not only attention towards the thing in which you're trying to push for, but you're also trying to uh, create a progressive response that pushes the nation towards uh, a progressive solution. All and right, so, so uh, let's, let's yeah, take a time out then and then say, let's uh, let's dissect my original basket where we lump them all together. Let's pull protest out for a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, because if, if indeed, if you're in agreement with me that we're talking about four different elements, because I really do think we are. I think we're talking about four elements and possibly four different people groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mal, over in the over on the Latino side of um, the the rapid growth of Latino families in America today, the thing is, uh, my history in America would say that protests have been predominantly about civil rights in the African-American community, not necessarily in the Latino community. But the, the fact is, racism cuts across all of those lines. How, how do you see uh, protests? And then, Mal, I'm gonna come, I wanna, want you to address it, but then, Karan, I want to come back. I want to stay here on this protest thing for a minute. Uh, man, from the Latino, from the Latino opinion, or the, the how it hurts us Latinos, and and I do agree with you, Pastor Chuck, and, and it has been, I believe, historically, uh, for African Americans. I don't think that Latinos would get out there because uh, you know we'd be afraid that if we get arrested, then you know there's no coming back from that because a lot of the, you know the big the big problem is is uh, undocumented people uh, that definitely have something to say, but would. It will probably keep it to themselves because they're being afraid of the opportunity being taken away from them. I mean, all the struggle to get here, all this, the money, because I don't know if you guys know, but it costs tens of thousands of dollars to get one person across the border. And uh, there is no way that somebody, although they might be discontent or there's some harassment or or some injustice going on in their lives, there is no way that somebody's going to speak up publicly because they know what they have 
to lose and and it would be a, a, a great deal for them to to you know risk that so it, it that's why i believe it's not a big thing for latinos to to demonstrate you know and, and have those demonstrations and riots and whatnot yeah so back over then uh quran i think you're right in looking at protests i mean the fact is america itself was birthed on the on the spirit of a protest that's right you know uh american change uh was built in the spirit of the protest when i think about august 28 1963 a quarter of a million people participating in a civil rights march in dc where dr king delivered his his famous i have a dream speech think mm -hmm. about it, a quarter of a million people especially in 1963 you just wouldn't have heard that you know i mean that's just yeah. fascinating to me yeah for sure man so one thing that i would just say from from an african-american context is although protests are a part of our history uh it, it sucks that that has to be the case you know because we would or we would actually would have wanted for one protest to solve all but it seems as if every few years in our nation there's another thing that rips a band-aid off that lobbies our response so when a band-aid is ripped off and you see the wound if the wound's not healed that means it needs more attention and that's where these protests are stemming from um but when it comes to the rioting and the looting um by, by no means am i gonna go out and say hey that's the way to do it let's let's choose that style of protest because i don't think that that solves the issue i actually think it makes the issue worse and i think it makes people who don't see your issue yet frown upon it for a longer period of time because they don't like how you're dealing with it but i will mm. say this as an african-american male in this country um you guys got to understand like african-americans have tried other ways of nonviolent protests they put it in their music they put it in their dancing they put it uh on a knee on a on a national televised screen um, they walked down bridges. They walked down sidewalks. They sat in restaurants. And all of these styles of protest have been met with force and sometimes deadly force. Mm. And so I've seen plenty of pictures of the the man in a suit, a black man in a suit being um, bitten by a police dog as he's trying to walk nonviolently and protesting. And so as for the African-American, there is a lot of anger and frustration surrounded the idea of protest and so when you say things like rioting and looting happening you know in a sense you have to look at if someone is trying to tell you something and you continue to cover cover their mouth and you continue to cover their mouth at some point they're going to violently push your hand off of their mouth and so although we don't necessarily support or encourage that kind of protest they're still in the human heart i have to be able to understand why somebody would turn towards violence in that sense. So I I'm with you. All right. I'm, let's just say, let's just say for a second that I agree with the entire concept because I, I think in my heart, what I, what I hear you saying, I want to make sure that I hear you say is that, um, in, in many, in many ways, it is the ability to do like, when my wife starts to uh, address one of our girls to try to correct a behavior, she will often say, but I'm not going to stop until I get to their heart. I want to know they've heard me. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, is that what I'm hearing you say that that some of some of this, not all of it, of course, but some of it is a result of, of saying, but wait a minute, I've tried this way. I've tried this way. I've tried another way and nobody's mm-hmm. heard me. Therefore, this is an opportunity for people to hear me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say definitely for for some people who do turn towards that in their heart, they may feel like this is going to speak louder because I'm hitting somebody in their pockets right. rather than uh, um, rather than me standing here and, and and with a sign and them reading it. it. There's there's a lot of truth in the in the fact that uh, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also right. Scripture says that. And so when you talk about what people treasure in this country, I think it would be uh, ridiculous to not think people treasure their financial situation, their businesses or things of that nature. Right. And so, like, if you want somebody to go, wait a second, hold on, I need to devote my attention to something. All right. Well, tell them something's going on with their financial stability and, and sure. that'll happen. And so, like, I, I would lobby to say that that's probably where some people are, there's also people who are just sinful and by nature and and want an opportunity to turn a nonviolent protest into a chance to uh, come up in a sense, come up being a phrase used to, you know, gain an advantage in this. And then there's also been reports of people trying to sabotage protests that aren't a part of the solution or a part of the the uh, the fight who are out there destroying property so that people can have a reaction just to sabotage the protest for what it is actually worth. And so, like, there's a ton going on here uh, and a ton that 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 we have to evaluate before we try to discredit an entire movement for the decisions of a few. Man, I, let, me, let me just jump in uh, right there. Uh, I agree with you. I, I think that uh, the African-American community, of course, historically has been trying to raise their voice and say something. And, and let me just say this. I, I'm not going to take long. If the Latino community ever had the chance to express their frustration and speak up about the abuse and, and the things that go on their lives, while working here, while being here, because most of the Latino community is here to work. They're here to make money. They're here to make money so they can send money back to their countries. And and that's why they'll live, you know, 10 people to a, a, a one bedroom apartment. Um, if they had a chance to express, they'd be burning some crap down. I mean, you know, it would be going down and, and it would be I'm not saying that I condone or I'm, I'm not saying that I that I think it's the best way to demonstrate your frustration. But I can see why they would do that. You know, if, if a voice keeps being spoke, if a voice keeps saying something and it keeps not being heard, then it's just like a baby, you know, like like a little boy or a little girl whose parents are not listening or doesn't get their way or, or seems unfair for them. They're going to, you know, pitch a fit. They're gonna, you know, gonna, you're going to see a tantrum. And, and I'm not yeah. saying that this is a tantrum, but I'm saying it's definitely a reaction of frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good place for a segue. We're going to start headed toward the end of our segment for today, but I want to give you guys kind of a parting shot. And before you do, let me try to give you a framework on what I'd like you to try to address as we head toward the finish line of this podcast today. And that is this. Uh, we know that, po- that, that the ability to protest goes literally back older than America. And we understand that protest is what created so much change 
in America. I, I would argue the only reason that America got out of Vietnam were how loud the protests were. You know, and I can remember then there were people radically just just separated in ideology on Americanism in, in that part of the world, okay? But I, I am convinced that uh, Nixon finally got everybody out simply because of the pressure that was outside of his office window. Well, uh, I believe the same thing happened in the civil rights movement. Had it not been for all of that uh, attention, nothing would have changed. Uh, when I look at the southern border, without, without all those cameras there and without the intention, things may have never changed. But I think what I would say is, guys, help us understand um, where do we go from here to ensure that we can continue the voice that the answer for every protest, every need, every frustration, every sin is we have to get a heart turned toward Christ. And when that heart is turned toward Christ, then we can trust him to do the work within us to create that change. Because what I see a lot of in America when it comes to race is lip service. What I see a lot of is it's politi politically expedient right now to be, yeah, I'm one of you, uh, but when the news cycle's over, I'm going back to my life. Or, Mal, you could look at the southern border the same way right now. Uh, we went from 150,000 immigrants coming to those border stations back last May to now it it's back to a, a normal amount, whatever that is. But the fact is, it was a news cycle. I can remember for months, the reason I kept going back was they kept asking me to take them on tours. And so uh, I was there because of a news cycle, but I want to go back because of a need. I think we're where we're at right now because of a news cycle, but I know the three of us would say, we let's stay at this to make sure change happens out of the need. So uh, give me just a parting thought on how do we stay the course? Karan, I will give you the first shot there. How do we stay the course? Yeah. Uh, staying the course is, is done by keeping the pressure on and keeping the conversations going. And, and what I mean by that is if you are a leader in your community, uh, if you are a leader in your church, uh, are you looking for ways where you can get people who look different than one another to the same table? Can you get are you looking for ways to get people who look different than one another uh, to the same street, the march down to the same uh, with the same heart, the same intentions. And like we've been talking about, y'all, it's a sin problem. And so if you're a believer listening to this, uh, recognize that the solution is Christ. And uh, if, if that can be done, if we can keep the pressure on and keep the conversations going, then I do believe, like we've seen in these last 12 days or so of protests, a ton of changes have been happening, a ton. And so uh, that's how it's done, man. Well, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I used to hear statements like, you got to keep the conversation going. It's like, oh, come on. But what I've learned is if you keep the conversation going, it stays at the top of the brain and the tip of the tongue, and we're always closer to it. And when we're closer to it, we have a greater sensitivity to it. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, Mal, jump in. And uh, how do we stay the course? Man, I, I think that as much as uh, a lot of us want to be 
the hero and and go stand in front of those buildings and 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 try to keep people away from breaking windows or or i've heard in some cases people that want to bring their ak's and crazy stuff like that uh man <laughs> don't follow the news trend i think that you hit it on on the head pastor don't don't follow the news trend don't let your your opinion and and your character be fooled by what the news are telling you just find somewhere to be and be and follow that course you know follow what's right because we need to be accepting we need to be embracing we need to be loving all races and what i would say as a closing statement take it one person at a time you want to be a hero give one person a chance give your neighbor a chance give your gardener a chance give your landscaper a chance mm. give your cook your dishwasher your whoever you know whatever your concept of latinos is and whoever whatever latino you know, maybe is that waiter in that mexican restaurant that you love take yeah, it one person good word be that hero for that one person. Yeah, that's good. So as I wrap up today, the big thing for me is what I hear from all you guys is one, uh, let's be vocal with our protests. Let's keep yes. at it. Two, uh, let's try to keep it in the center of the lane because honestly, brutality doesn't help anything, but peaceful protest has always been the way. I love what Congressman John Lewis said that, you know, don't, don't let it be. Don't don't let it be destruction. Let it be construction. Let we want to we want to construct a world that is better, not worse. And then uh, don't fall prey to the media. I think you're right, Mal. Don't don't fall to the extremes of our media. Don't fall so far right. Don't fall so far left. Find your voice and keep your voice alive, especially with people that aren't like you. So friends, listen, I want to thank you for joining us on Race Forward, God and Race Relations. We're going to be back next week with another edition. And that edition, I want us to tackle Black Lives Matter, the whole kit and caboodle. So Quran, Mal, man, load up your guns, be ready. I want to talk about Black Lives Matter. Thanks so much for joining us and look forward to being with us again on another Race Forward real soon. God bless you. Bye now.